0: I don't know if you know this, but I am celebrating this month quite a few things. Besides Valentine's Day, besides my anniversary, I am also celebrating my one-year anniversary of this podcast. Understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to the Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. What's up? Welcome to the Stranded Phase Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Hurley. If you are new or just tuning in today, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review to the Stranded Phase Podcast because I promise you don't want to miss another episode. I put a lot of energy into this content and I make sure to bring powerful, experienced guests right to you. So help us by sharing this message and write a quick review on iTunes of your thoughts on this episode or one of your favorite episodes. ASAP. Now, I don't know if you know this, but I am celebrating this month quite a few things besides Valentine's Day, besides my anniversary. I am also celebrating my one year anniversary of this podcast. So it's really important that I did a couple special things for you guys. Next Tuesday's episode is going to be really dope as well. But today, I wanted to cover the marathon mine set that i myself have had to learn and i want you to embrace it because it only gets uglier from here (laughs) and that's not a negative comment i just want you guys to understand something if you are halfway an adult you should know by now that things don't ever go as planned it's like they say tell god your plan he'll laugh in your face his plans are so much bigger than yours, your small minded plans. And so I figured to celebrate one year, because I know for my 50th episode, I celebrated with you guys by telling you the 50 things I learned in my personal life and in business. But in a year of podcasting and adding a business and starting a woman's mastermind group, I wanted to tell you everything on record that I did really well, decisions I made that were right. And things that I did really wrong so hopefully if you're wise you can learn from others mistakes right so I'm gonna get real raw and vulnerable with you guys so let's jump right in so almost a year ago like I mentioned I started the strain of face podcast I wish I could tell you I started a company but that's a lie none of it was actually intentional the only intentional thing I did a year ago was start a podcast scared to death literally Felt like I had no questions to ask anyone, no content to give anyone, just simply did it because it was suggested by my boyfriend and had it a little bit on my heart that I would love to share some of the things I talk about with my girlfriends. And so I started one. Through this process, I learned so much. And a lot of the women I coach in podcasting, I tell them all the time, like they're so scared of what they're gonna say. You better believe when you start a podcast, you don't even find your voice to like the 10th episode. You find yourself being like 22 different people. It takes forever to realize like what, you, what your real voice sounds like at what tone and level you feel comfortable and actually feel like you have valid content to talk about because forever, I was like, what the what is what I even have to provide important? And it is the same way with my clients. You just grow to become comfortable as I got on this journey. Here's a few interesting things. I realized really quickly that I had spent 27 of the I'll be 30 this year. 27 years hiding who I really was. Now, relax. I'm not saying that I've spent 27 years being super duper fake, but I have definitely spent my latter years hiding behind a professional version of myself, thinking that if I was well-spoken enough, if I presented myself as uber-intellectual, showed a little bit of my resilient side, that resilient female was personable and able to build relationships, that I would always win. But I realized in podcasting, in this market, and helping other peoples in the way that I people in the way I truly wanted to help people, vulnerability wins every single time. And vulnerability required me to be honest about who I really am. And it doesn't mean I'm not professional. But the person I am at home with my PJs that in my PJs willing to tell my story about when I got a DUI when I was 19, or when I was arrested four times, or, you know, that this year, even though life was good, you know, my boyfriend and I almost separated like those things. That's the worst of me. That's not who I am all the time. So I've spent a lot of my life trying to prove to other people that I am important. And this journey, this last year has been the opposite of that. It's been being myself and being there for other people while i do that so i would say that's definitely one of the things that i wouldn't say i did wrong but something it took me a very long time to realize that being myself was just as valuable as putting on a show that bringing my representative to the table 24 7 being myself was equally as powerful this year and it took me a very long time to realize that so I would say that's one thing that took me too long to realize another thing in this last year that I realized is that I spent too much damn time worrying about what to do and what to choose to do instead of just doing I could give you a million examples but if you have a million great ideas just choose one and focus on it for the next 90 days the worst thing that could happen is that you fail and you either decide that you're so passionate about it that you'll do it again, or you're going to go down the other route of one of those millions of things that you are super passionate about or that you think is a great, fantastic idea. Everything is not for you, but a vision is not given to you unless it is meant for you to carry out. You may have just taken the wrong route to get there. And I spent too much time duck sitting thinking that my niche would be more clearer, or I needed a voice to fall in my lap to tell me that it was for me. And it wasn't until I tried multiple things that I realized quickly what I was the most comfortable with and what I was here to share with the world and what I was here to coach women in. Just try things. No one's perfect. Experimentation with intention is how you find influence, is how you find your passion. If you are sitting there right now and wondering Everyone talks about what I what do what you're passionate about, but I don't know what my passion is. Experiment with intention. Just go experiment and you will find it. So I think that's something I did wrong is I took I spent too much time worrying about what to do instead of taking massive action. Another thing I definitely did wrong <laughs> I'm still doing this wrong, but at least I'm better at recognizing it, is trying to put aside fixing myself, right? So first of all, fixing yourself is a forever journey. I will probably be going to to therapy until someone stops me. But I was trying to put it on the back burner is a minute priority. Like, not major on the list when I get to it, when I feel like it, when I have extra time. And it is not something that can be put to the side, especially when you plan to help and receive abundant opportunities and have a growth mindset. You better believe that 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 hurts The things that you haven't accepted, the things that you haven't forgiven, the people that you are ignoring, that shit will keep coming up over and over again, like a damn speed bump. Like every time you're halfway to where you think you're supposed to be, the things you haven't healed will come straight to the light, right in your way, like stop you dead in your tracks like a flashlight. Like, Hey, I I know you're on your way somewhere, but I need you to fix this first. And it's serious because it's probably so instrumental for your growth or where you're going that you can't do those things at 100% without resolving these personal things. So like my relationship came to a dead stop in the middle of this year and we had to stop everything we were doing to fix it, rip up the foundation and replace it with a solid foundation. And thank God we did. But it was something we kept putting off that we thought we would fix when we weren't so damn busy. No, things will stop you dead in your tracks. Don't put being healthy physically and mentally aside for anything. I don't care how busy and how much of a hustle you have right now because it will stop you dead in your tracks and you just got to pray that it's not too late. Worry about you. Don't put fixing yourself to the side. Definitely something I took too long to figure out. Another thing I definitely did wrong was. I got upset when people weren't excited for me when I got on this journey. Now, when I keep saying this journey, it's this year long journey of a growth mindset of starting a podcast was just the beginning of it. And then that just set a domino effect of me reading more books, um, becoming a member of groups of women that were not popular, but where I wanted to be financially and mentally and you know stability wise a year of creating things and watching them flourish a year of just changing my mindset from constant negativity to abundance and opportunity that journey but i still found myself throughout this journey getting upset when people weren't excited for me when I finally felt like I was where I was supposed to be and the best advice I received is nobody is going to be as excited for you as you are going to be for yourself you cannot expect someone to feel how you feel there's a lot of sympathetic people and there's few empathetic people like not many people are going to feel how you feel and you can't judge them for that especially someone that can't see this mindset and if you're listening to this this may be hard to understand but when my boyfriend had this mindset and i didn't and he was telling me to read more books to open my mind that you just don't understand me y'all I, it was like talking to a brick wall I I remember just saying to him, what are you talking about? I don't get it. I'm listening to you and I don't understand what you're saying. But now I look back and I'm like, wow, it was, it was right there. And I just couldn't see it. I couldn't accept it. I couldn't be open-minded to it because I thought I knew everything there was to know. And boy, was I so wrong. But. When you do, when your eyes do open, when you do become a positive person with an abundant mindset, open-minded, able to receive, grateful, live in gratitude, it's so hard to understand why people aren't excited for you when you have found the highest version of yourself. And you cannot judge them for that. Because looking for that in others is self-serving. You don't need that validation anymore. It doesn't change anything for you. If people do get excited for you, then what? Will you feel more validated? Will you feel more accomplished? Is that the praise you're looking for? It does nothing. It really does nothing. So you, so we're wasting negative energy on something that is, doesn't serve us. this list keeps going (laughs) y'all and I know there's so much more but something else I had to overcome I think I'm going to start using overcome instead of something I did wrong because there was a lot I had to overcome this year to continue to grow it was like blockage after limited belief after mindset shift after this like it was like new level new devil I had to continue to push harder and harder to grow to my highest version and I'm this is a forever thing but when I look back at 365 days and how much I've grown no I can't explain how worth it it is it's so worth it another thing I had to overcome was thinking that I had a limit ever ever like at 27 I thought I was exactly where I was supposed to be and I thought that was it It's not that I thought that was my last job, but I thought I was going to be in this position for a very long time, work my way up, make similar to this amount of money for a long time, have a man, start a family, and live happily ever after. I thought that was it. Not because that's what I wanted forever, but because I thought that that was all that I could accomplish at my age as a female with my barriers. Oh my God, was I so wrong? I was so wrong. And here's the thing, whatever you think your highest limit is, is exactly what it is. If you can get into the practice of realizing what you think your highest bar is, and then saying, I'm going to 10 times that. I'm going to push that bar 10 times bigger than where I think it is. The ceiling that you have is a facade. That is your fear. Keeping you in a box. Thinking I had a limit was the biggest mistake I ever made because when I look back at a year, thinking that that was the furthest I could go, now I feel like I'm back at one. On a scale from one to 10, I feel like I'm back at one. I thought I was at 10 a year ago. I'm back at one. Now I see all of this new potential and I'm at one. I feel like I have such a ways to go. So I've pushed that ceiling so much higher than I thought it was just from opening my mind. Another thing I really had to, well, I won't even say that I've overcome this. I'm still working on it, but I heard something the other day that really helped me settle with this is comparing myself to other people and getting upset when they have something that I don't Now. Relax. I'm not talking about the girl with the Range Rover that has a car that I want. Not physical things. I I actually don't often get jealous of physical things, to be honest. Thank God I'm past that. It's more of, um, like, I can definitely say that I had issues with, like, let's say I would see an event or something and there would be a keynote speaker and if I felt like I had more accolades than her, I would be jealous. I'd be like, wow, why did they pick her? Why, you know, how do I get in front of an audience like that? Why, why isn't that me? I've been working really hard to get there, you know, or if I saw another podcaster being celebrated and I knew that possibly I may have better guests than them or, or something, um, just, just pure transparency. Like, I was like, why isn't that me? Why does that person have it and I don't? But I heard something the other day that, has been keeping me in line. And it said, you can't admire something in someone that you don't already have in yourself. Jealousy comes from a place of ownership. So listen, listen again. You can't admire something in someone that you don't have in yourself oh my God, that made so much sense to me because I'm not jealous of everyone. I don't compare myself to everyone. So to be honest, like if I see some super fit, strong woman on social media, lifting 250 pounds, she's amazing. She's got 400,000 followers. She's kicking ass. Like Typically, there's no part of me that is comparing myself to her because I don't really want to be like that. I actually don't have any desire to be super crazy fit. Do I want to be healthy? Absolutely. Do I want to be in shape? Absolutely. But I don't want to be a fitness competitor. I don't want to be super ripped. I don't want to be lifting 250 pounds. I'd probably kill myself. Like, I don't, there's no jealousy there because that's not what I want. Comparison comes from seeing somebody where you want to be that you know you could be and you're just taking ownership that I haven't worked hard enough to get there. So when I see someone speaking on a stage about their story or I see a podcaster being recognized, I'm comparing myself and getting upset because I know I could be there. It's already in me. I just haven't taken the appropriate steps to get where that person is. So if I could just look at it that way and know, acknowledge her, acknowledge that amazing woman woman that's doing what I want and say, I see you, you amazing being, and I will be you sooner than later. You just motivated me to get there quicker, be more articulate with the steps that I take and the strategies that I use. Thank you for motivating me, the future me. Thank you. So comparing myself to people having what I want is something I'm working on. Now, some of the things, we covered a lot of things that I definitely, definitely will continue to work on, need to work on. Some of those things smacked me dead in the face while I've been on this journey. And I thank God because even though I, my, it was a 20 minute laundry list of things that I had to, um, just some of the things I had to go through. But I am so thankful that in 365 days, I learned all of that. I learned all of that. So that means all of next year, all of this year, I will be better at all of those things. This will make me a better person. This will make me a better person to make an impact this will make me a better person to help others this will be a make me a better person in my family like I could not be more grateful to be where I'm at on this journey to have learned all of those things the hard way so that I can better serve now from this journey quite a thing quite a few things I I had to learn the hard way 365 days I learned about a lot of things I did right I'll tell you right now, one of the things I absolutely did right is I took a risk even when it felt forced and uncomfortable. I've told this story a million times on my podcast, but it took me four tries to get an episode out there without me being completely disgusted with my voice. But I took the risk anyway, even when it felt like it wasn't for me. It has to be like the first day you get in the gym and you feel like you're so out of shape and you look ridiculous doing this, but you know, eventually when you create a habit, it will get easier and easier and easier. I took a risk. Take the damn risk. Take the jump. Something else I did right was once I, once this grew on me, I became obsessed I became obsessed and when I say obsessed I became obsessed with value-added content making sure that the content I was providing everyone was so valuable that they would be that at least I could change one person's day Um, I became so obsessed that when I came home from work This was my second job. I became so obsessed that I was excited about the weekend so that I could work more. Like, I became obsessed that it became my regular habit to tie this into my, to tie this into three or four evenings a week of my personal time, because I knew how much this was gonna mean one day that if this just changed one person's life, then I had served my purpose on this earth beyond the extent of what I thought I could do. I became obsessed. And it's like they say about your finances, and your personal growth, and your fitness, and all of the things that matter in your life. If you don't become obsessed, you will lose control. And one thing that I have not done in 365 days is lose control of this podcast, of my business, my coaching, my mastermind, because I have become obsessed. Don't be afraid to become obsessed. Even if you're not quite sure where you're going, become obsessed with the process. I have fallen in love with the creative process of providing people value. Another thing I definitely did right was I wasn't afraid to experiment. And that goes back to something I did wrong, which was spent so much time worrying about what to do instead of just doing. I experimented. And even though it looks good on the outside, because, you know, I did a TEDx and I have hosted two masterminds in the last 365 days, very successful masterminds. I have a successful podcast. It looks good. But I experimented with a lot of things that didn't work. Like I st- started a community way back then that blew, like it bombed. Nobody joined. Nobody. Like there were several things that I tried that bombed. There were several episodes in the beginning that bombed. Um, I just had to experiment. I had to experiment. Experiment. Something else I learned pretty recently um, in in my business, I would say, is to use your free resources. There are so many things out there. And as creators, we get so stuck on the new, new, new. Um, I caught myself at one point during this journey, wanting to pay for new flyers constantly, rebrand my content, fix my website, you know. Create a new video for hundreds of dollars. Take new photos for a photo shoot. And oh my gosh, listen, you don't need that stuff. You don't need that stuff to be successful. Do you have to start somewhere? Absolutely. Do you have to provide value added content? Yes. Um, Do you have to be, have all of those things to have clients to provide valuable content, to get people to pay attention to you? No. To be considered a thought leader? No. All you need to learn how to do is use your free resources like the social platforms, the internet, create networking opportunities, and provide valuable information. We all are a wealth of knowledge. As long as you have a way to provide that knowledge, it's your golden ticket whatever you have in that brain is your golden ticket you don't need the 500 website 1500 website you don't need those things not yet anyway save the small things for later like focus on success with free resources <laughs> another thing i did this is a question i get asked all the time by my clients And I wish I had some smooth answer. I get people ask me all the time, how did you you end up speaking on stage with this person? Or how did you get, mostly it's how did you get these elite podcast guests on your podcast? And I wish I had some special answer, but guys, I just asked. I just asked. I put a lot of energy into very personal direct messages Um, very personal emails about my potential guests. Every potential guest, I vetted them long before was able to regurgitate a lot of things about their personal journey and the books that they've written, you know, articles that they've authored, everything. Uh, Regurgitate that info to them so that they know that I have kind of vetted them as a podcast guest and ask them on my podcast. I spend a lot of time. I don't just send unpersonal messages like, hey, would you like to be a podcast guest on my podcast? Here's a link. Hell no. Mm -mm. No, I spend a lot of time vetting my potential guests and sending them very thoughtful emails. And a lot of people in business would say that that's very time consuming. But as I built my business and my podcast was a priority, it was so necessary because I've actually never had anyone tell me no. So, and I have some amazing guests coming up this year, like Chris Harder, um, Natalie. Oh my God, I'm going to draw a blank. Natural Natalie. I think it's Natural Natalie. um, Just amazing people. And oh, and Enneagram and Coffee. uh, It's an Instagram site, but check it out. It's amazing. Amazing guests, all from sending. Um, thoughtful emails. So I give my um, clients a script a lot. But really, there is no cookie cutter way to do this other than thoughtful emails. So send the email, ask the question, reach out to the potential mentor, the worst they can say is no. I think I said this earlier about not getting upset when people weren't excited, but realizing that people closest to you will have the most judgment on you is something I learned quickly. And once I accepted it, it helped me a lot. Um, Strangers are going to be the most supportive. Your distant associates, probably the most supportive as well. The people closest to you are going to be the ones that will struggle the most on your uh, journey I have people close to me that have said like, I can't believe you're doing this stupid shit. Um, Here you are with this empowerment stuff, blah, 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 blah. You know, and I know everyone will say haters and negativity and blah, blah, blah. But like, you know what? To each its own. I accept you for who you are and I can still love you. It's just called boundaries. That's all. Something else I definitely think I did right was um, being open-minded about collaboration Collaborating has been essential to my success this year. And I was not always like that. Let me give you a real quick example. Collaborating, being open minded, I'm not saying collaborate with everyone, but being open minded about the potential of collabor- collaborating, even when it doesn't seem right, is so key. Um, I remember my boyfriend came home one day and said, There's this girl I think I'm going to hook you up with. Um, she's so dope. I think you guys would really get along. And I was like, okay, sure. And he shows her to me on Instagram. Now, full disclosure, full total transparency. She is really pretty. And so one, I'm like, why do you know this pretty girl? And two, I'm like, are you hooking me up with somebody that you've hooked up with before? Like what, who, why? And then I see in her bio that she has a podcast. So instantly I'm like, she's pretty and she has a podcast. Uh, Why are you trying to connect me with my competition? Why do I need to know this girl? We do the exact same thing. And so that's what I said. And he was like, shut up and meet this girl. You've been on this journey all by yourself. Why wouldn't you want to meet other like-minded women? You know, maybe you guys have something in common. And I was like, clearly we do because we do the same damn thing. How are we going to help each other? And he was like, just go meet the girl. So I tried to be open-minded, went to coffee with her. And guys, I have to say she's my business partner now. (laughs) She is uh, Megan Galland. She's my business partner. She is the woman that I have hosted the two masterminds with. And she's the co-founder with me. And I can easily say that I would have never done either of the Lady Boss masterminds. Um, even got the balls to think that I could host an event like that without Megan. Um, all from a coffee date that had I not been willing and open minded and forced myself to just consider, we would have never been able to collaborate. And now I'm, I, I literally wonder what the hell would I be doing with my life? if it weren't for Megan, because she is my go-to. She is my partner in crime and business. Like the first person I go to when I'm excited about an idea is her. Um, The first person I go to when I want to get something implemented fast is her. When I want to share a vision, it's her. Like she is my trusted partner in business. I always say bestie in business, but I'm telling you, get you one. (laughs) Another thing I felt like came naturally, but I wasn't willing to recognize it was don't stress about creating a business idea or coming up with some crazy, unique, innovative idea. Um, you know, how am I going to be successful if I'm not unique? How am I going to create the business that's going to be the million dollar idea? Create a business when you have a problem to solve organically. The, the questions that you are asked often, the things that you are already paid to do, the skills that people already tell you you have, those are the organic talents that you have or that you have developed, and those are the things that you are going to be able to do when you find out what problem you need to solve, and then you can create a business. To be perfectly honest with you, I started a podcast I had several women messaging me, asking me how I started a podcast once it became successful. And then I had people asking me if I had a coaching program. And after I started answering all these women's questions, and I started helping all these other women start their podcast, I realized organically I could start consulting women on how to launch and grow their podcast because I was already solving this problem in women, most women that were in my audience, did not know how to do this and knew they had a story to share. And that's one thing I don't ever, 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 ever want to see is women with great ideas and a story to share not doing so simply because they don't understand the steps on how to get there. It's like you see what you want versus where you are and you don't take action because it seems like there's too many steps to get there. Mm -mm. That's a problem I can solve. So solving problems will help you create a business organically don't stress about coming up with a million dollar idea another another thing that happened very naturally but um, forced me to shift in a different direction was in order for me to be successful this year I had to change a lot And I think I mentioned this earlier about taking too long to become myself, but I had to become more of myself. I had to realize that I got more credit for being my most vulnerable, transparent self than I did for winning in my earlier days for being professional and adjustable and a chameleon and presentable. I got more credit being myself. Therefore, I had to be comfortable in my skin. I had to learn to look in the mirror and be okay with what I was telling the world because it was actually the truth. I had to shift to being me 24 seven again, instead of just the four hours that I was home or the Saturday and Sundays when I was finally able to unravel and let my guard down my true vulnerability, my honest opinions, past, mistakes, present, current, future, comparable, jealousy, all of it that I give on this podcast, that I got more credit for than the 27 years I spent being presentable. So I had to change this year. I had to get comfortable in my own skin. And it has served me tremendously. Don't be scared of who you are. And if you're defining who you are right now based on your accolades, I'm not telling you you're wrong. I'm telling you there's so much more to you than what you have accepted. That is just scratching the surface. There's so much more. And I think the last last thing in this 365 days, this marathon mindset that I've had to accept, one of the things most recently that I've really had to own is owning my shitty days. (laughs) Simply put, but so, so true. Um, I've learned that the easiest way to overcome crappy feelings is to feel them. So I have been smack dab in the middle of grime mode before, like had the mastermind coming up three days away, um, all of this shit going on, millions of things to do. And I'd set my alarm for 5 a.m. because I know I've got all of these this to do list um, that looks like a CVS receipt long. And I wake up and I'm just not feeling it. I'm. I'm in like a brain fog. I'm gray. I'm unfocused. No matter how clear it is on what I need to do, I can't get focused. I don't feel creative. I don't feel happy. I don't feel um, clear. I don't feel like my intentions are right. I can feel the negativity. I can, I'm just not present. That does not mean my creative side is coming to an end. It does not mean that my business is coming to an end. It does not mean I'm not the person I need to be anymore. Sometimes you just have those days. Sometimes it's hard to turn on. Sometimes it feels so natural and you feel like you could be this way forever and then one day out of nowhere you wake up and your energy is drained. You feel spent and you feel empty and you feel like you've got nothing. And... As a natural born achiever, I was so used to digging it up and finding it anyway and digging it out and flipping the switch and forcing myself to turn it on. And I've realized it's a lot more healthier just to own it and feel it and have one of those days and just be like, I'm not with it today and uh, I'm going to enjoy this day until it ends and I'm going to do it again tomorrow and really quickly you will snap out of it as long as you're able to feel those feelings instead of suppressing them and pushing them aside and say, oh, the hustle is so important and I got to pretend like this isn't happening. Feel those feelings. Just let them, let them live. You don't have to let them manifest. You don't have to let them get momentum, but just relax and feel them and own them and Work on being a better person tomorrow, because it's okay. We are not on 24-7, 365. If you are, come teach me your ways, because I I don't know a perfect person in the world, and it's okay. Own your shitty days. There is so much more that I have learned. There is so much more that I have done wrong, and there is so much more in the future that I will do wrong. Um, and probably tons of things I forgot to even consider sharing with you, but on a year, a year that I would consider my year of transformation, 2018 was hands down one of the best years of my life. Like changed my life. I can't believe that I accomplished as much as I did in 365 days with clear intentions and being focused and driven and feeling like I was living living in a higher purpose. I still did things wrong, but I did a lot of things right. So I hope you can be wise enough to learn from my mistakes. And if it You can apply some of the things that I did right because I know they helped me tremendously. So whatever phase you're in, I hope this helps. Happy Tuesday. You know I love you guys. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your Stranded Phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.